Please forgive me, I'm recording this from my car. I just can't get it out of my mind about what I'm doing and about the things that are on my heart. My arrogant, selfish, self-centered, rebellious, sinful heart. I failed again today. After so many times. I'm using this as therapy because I want people to know that as a Christian I am not perfect. I am the very embodiment of the prodigal son. I have come back to God many, many times pleading and pleading forgiveness for my sin that has constantly stained my life and constantly controlled my life. That is the truth. May God deal with me ever so severely. Should I be lying here today, may he condemn me to hell himself. Should I fail to uphold the truth in my words. You're right, Paul Washer, John Piper, John MacArthur. You're right. You're absolutely 100% correct on everything that you said about pornography. What a vile, wicked act of a man that I've become because I've shamed myself in such a way. What a vile, wicked, disgusting being, worm that I am. How vile I have become. Ultimately, that's what my heart is. So filled with pride and sin. You're right. You're 100% correct. 100% right. My heart aches. Trying to find amusement apart from the Creator God. And I was raised in the church. I grew up in the church. I did all the things that a Christian boy was supposed to do, trying to honor his parents. Not lying, not stealing, not being trying to be nice to my brother, even though he wasn't nice to me, being nice to my sister, even though she's not very nice to me. And I thought I was perfect. I didn't need God. And that is probably why I have struggled with pornography for so long. Because it is such an all-encapsulating sin that it eclipses every other sin that I think that I have committed. And that in of itself is pride. That's the embodiment of pride. My pride. Even worse, I wasn't just looking at pornography. I was looking at gay, homosexual pornography to the fullest extent. I war against this. War! Cannot even describe it, actually. It's more like I pitifully for time and time and time and time again... 
has surrendered so many times. I'm writing a book about this. It's called Finally Free. The title, I forget who actually wrote it. I'm sorry to whoever wrote it, but it's a fantastic book, by the way. It pointed this out to me, and I've only gotten through it recently, looking over it, contemplating what it's what it said. And I'm trying to move into a direction of freedom, of trying to find freedom. But wow, is it a hard, long road. It is 14 years. It is against going 14 years of slavery. That's right. I'm 28 years old. I found pornography when I was 14 years old. And everybody who says that it's normal, that's good. Well, here's the thing. Funny fact, that's 14 years old. 14 years old is below the age of consent. So the people who ultimately created it basically pervertedly exposed me below the age of consent. They are equally guilty. It's still, and this this is the type of people that we're dealing with here. This is the type of business that we are dealing with. They are perverting children. I'm not even the youngest one. There are children as young as young as the age of nine, maybe even younger, who are getting exposed to this type of stuff. The internet is not a safe place. It's a very dangerous place meant to control. It's a powerful, powerful tool, probably one of the most powerful tools that have ever been created by humankind. But as we all know, we become, often create the means of our own destruction. And I think that if there's anything other than nuclear war, it would be the internet that will destroy humanity. It is so... So much information goes through it. Social media, YouTube, Google, Microsoft, and Bing... So powerful are these things. And people worry. People worry about the kind of control that they have over our lives, that smart devices have over our lives, that smartphones have over our lives. I would love to do anything in the world. The one thing that I would love to do anything is to remove Microsoft Edge from my laptop. I don't have any... I wouldn't mind not having access to the internet for a day, but I can't remove it. If anybody does figure out how to remove the internet from your computer, removing all internet browsers, I've tried. Microsoft just doesn't like it. But for me... It would be absolutely essential, but I can't do my work without access to the internet. I need the internet to do my job, to do the things that I need to do 
to make a living, to apply for work, the things that I feel that God has called me to do, that has been the biggest problem for me. And don't tell me, and for those of you who offer suggestions on how to deal with pornography, use web filters. I've gone through so many different web filters, it's not even funny. I have tried, and I have tried, and I have tried. I have tried Covenant Eyes. I have tried. The best one that I had was a family filter, but they no longer use it. They, 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 they were bought out by Norton, and then they... And they went out of business. They bought them out by Norton. It was one of the best ones. It was called a... It was canine... Uh, it was called canine web protection. It was fantastic. It did everything that it needed to do. And on top of that, it was free. It was the best software. Nothing beats free. But ultimately, at the same time, not also does it beat free. It did a fantastic job better than any other web filter that I had ever had. And Covenant Eyes doesn't work unless you have a really good accountability partner. And gosh, my accountability partners that I've had do not. Are, they will remain nameless. Well, they will remain nameless because the ones that I've had they really don't know what I actually need in terms of an accountability partner. We in the church have failed in terms of what actual accountability means. Which ultimately shows the state of the church in terms of what we mean when we confess sin. The confession of sin, we are to confess sin. And yet... People don't because people really honestly don't even think they know how to confess sins to one another. And I can't go to my pastor every single Sunday and tell him about all the sins that I've committed because in short, he's too busy. He can't always be reached. He has other matters to be dealing with. I'm in a new church. I've been there for going there for a couple of months. And then, of course, you have the lockdown. I've been going there for a couple of months. And then we had the COVID lockdown. But in short, when it comes to the whole matter of confession. Confess. Be accountable. Use accountability filters. That has failed time and time and time again. Dear God, I have tried and I have tried and I have tried and I have tried. Again and again and again for 14 years. Trapped. Chained. In bondage. Slave. To sin. And what I wanted, I just, I didn't want to hurt God. I don't want to hurt God. I don't want to disobey God, but it's so, so easy. 
this sin is something that I've managed to pursue to an art form. And no matter, no filter, the thing is, is ultimately, I talked about it with one of my accountability partners, no filter will be enough to ultimately stop how sneaky I am. Nothing will change the sneakiness of the human heart unless it's brought into the light. It won't change the sneakiness of my heart. How I loathe my sinful, rebellious, sinful... I say that twice, but that that only encourages you to understand how serious we need to take it of how seriousness I want to take it because it is so detrimental. It robs me. It has chained me. It has abused me. It has robbed me of so much good. I'm, I feel like I'm preaching a sermon, but yeah, I am essentially preaching a sermon about this issue. It is so unbelievably serious. 67% of men within the church on average deal with pornography issues. Wow! And 100% of them are actually dealing with it. And that's normal, regular, heterosexual pornography. I'm dealing with, and I'm dealing not with that, I'm dealing with homosexual pornography, which is a completely different monster. That's a completely different monster. And yet, at the same time, its root sin is pride. We are to be humble. Christians are to be humble. That sexual immorality is wrong because it is a sin of pride. Again, I will reiterate that. It is wrong. Homosexuality is, in fact, pride. It doesn't matter if it's arrogant pride or self-hatred pride, but it's pride nonetheless, and ultimately God does not like or tolerate both. Self-hatred is just as much a form of arrogance as it is. As ultimately, and I have to remind this every single day, this is what I have to remind myself every single day, what I am doing wrong and what ultimately God expects of me and what I'm doing by disobeying, what I'm doing, what I'm looking at, what I'm reading over and over and over again, I forget. Praise God. Praise Jesus Christ of Nazareth who died for the sins of the world that he holds me blameless despite my foolishness and pride. But I forget that only pleasure can be found within God. I heard it today on a sermon, I think it's by Dr. David Jeremiah, on a particular sermon regarding pleasure and amusement. Satan knows amusement. Ple- God only knows pleasure. There is no pleasure that sin can provide that compares to the pleasure that God can give. And I've wanted to experience that. I've starved over it. 
I starve over it. And yet, ultimately, I fail. So I'm caught in this weird limbo of two places. A Christian who wars and struggles and fights and has gotten dirty and is trying to deny himself and trying to do what is right, but still, in short, stumbles over and over and over again, feeling trapped, feeling hopeless, feeling like giving up. I just... And the question comes again, will I be bound with this sin until the day I die? Will I be bound by this sin until the day I die? Will I be bound by this sin till the day I die? And I pray that I'm not. I want freedom. It bent me. I'm so hurt. So angry at myself. Jesus, forgive me, for I am a fool. Jesus, forgive me. Provide me freedom from this addiction, from this. Help me conquer this stronghold. Let it not be a chain in my life anymore. I beg you, God. And then let people take heed of what I say. Even though I am still struggling with this sin, I am warring against it. That I am a foolish, stiff-necked sinner that is so slow to change. But you do want me to serve others and I'm using my gift here today to serve others so that they know and hear the lessons that I can say. In the midst of this brokenness, may God deal with me and bless this time. I don't know where I'm going All I know is where you've gone, Jesus. Your light, your life, your hope alone is my victory song. I can't do this without you. Maybe if I get a thousand people to pray, maybe if I get a hundred thousand people to pray, if I get a million people to pray, that this sin in my life no longer has any power over me. That this addiction will finally be broken. 
because I want to serve you with all my heart and all my soul and all my mind and all my strength. I want to be seen. I want to see myself the way that you see me, blameless and holy, set apart. Because I can't and will not do this alone. I feel so alone. I felt so alone in the midst of this shadow land. In the sneakiness and the shadows of my heart. Create in me godly sorrow God that leads to repentance and freedom. Create in me a heart that wants to do what is right and does away with this sin. Create in me a desire to put on the full armor of God to fight against the sin and lies in my life so that I can put the devil to shame. I am not a perfect man. I am not a perfect man. But you still love me anyway. This is an episode of Opened Eyes. I pray that God opens your eyes, America's eyes, to the sin and to the the brokenness of the reality of our existence, to the true reality of God. That is the purpose of this podcast and only that which is ultimately meant to glorify God. May God deal with me ever so severely that I, if I have failed to speak anything that is not true, I respect and revere the word, the Lord God Almighty who made the heavens and earth and all things visible and invisible. I want that to be my creed and constantly reminded on my conscience. I take this very, very seriously. And I hope that people will one day take the serious nature of who God is. The seriousness because God is not one to be trifled with. God bless you. God keep you. God lift his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. God lift his countenance upon you and give you peace all of your days. In his name I pray. Yeah.